Midnight Alchemy with your alchemists, Jason Allen and Holly Jordan. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are. This is Midnight Alchemy, and I am only one half of the dynamic duo. She is the yin to my yang, Holly Jordan. Hello, Holly. Hey, Jason. Here we are again. Woohoo! I know. We're, we're back. <laughs> so how, how are you doing? Awesome. I had my little luggage snafu where I was uh, blessed by the luggage gods on an airplane and, and got to wear someone else's luggage for a brief moment. And uh, I've got the bruised ribs to show for it, but that's okay. Excellent. We're moving right along. And uh, we are going to have a really fun guest tonight. We are. Yes. We are just just uh, before I get into that, though, something popped in my head and I What's got that? it. So uh, the luggage God, right? Yes. Is, is, that, is that like, dear Samsonite, <laughs> please help. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, it just pop, it popped in there, and I had to share. Oh yeah, I, I know you can't. <laughs> yeah, but, you know we do have an awesome guest tonight. Yes, we do. This is yes, going to be do. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Her name is Catherine Fay, and she you know she is from Pagan Fire, which is a cool shop. That, you know, in fact, there's one right out here by me. Out, and I'm not going to tell you where I live. But uh, very cool. Uh, she is a working psychic, and I am excited to hear this is just like Christmas morning. Hello, Catherine. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a good day today. Excellent. I personally love all the rain that, that we've been having. Yes. Hey, tell us, before we get in... Uh, to the, the meat of the interview. Tell us a little bit about uh, Pagan Fire. Well, Pagan Fire itself is located in Cornelius, Oregon. I believe uh, Freddie started it in June. Freddie, when did you start Pagan Fire? Uh, June 20, 2020. June 20, ah, 2000. Yep, there's, June 20, there's, 20, 20. there's the disembodied voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, considering the fact that it opened in a pandemic, I think it's doing pretty good that it's still open now. We are looking for investors, though, to help stock the shelves because the shows aren't doing as well as we'd like. COVID rules, I suppose. Right. Well, it's a wonderful shop. We actually, Doug and I actually went in there this week and checked it out, and it's really fun. So I enjoyed it. It was really a a neat little store. So, Freddie, we would like to see more of you whenever you would like to. Did you hear that, Freddie? They said they'd like to see more of you whenever they can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, why don't you tell uh, all the viewers out there a little bit about yourself? Uh, introduce yourself. Well, I'm originally from El Paso, Texas. I've been in Oregon since uh, April 13th, 2019. Oh, wow. It's been an interesting ride so far. I've been with Pagan Fire since May of last year. Nice. But that's because I was still spending the first three years that I was in Oregon trying to follow the mundane life that my parents would have wanted and decided, you know, I'm tired of doing that. <laughs> so uh, Freddie let me uh, rent terror reading space in his shop. And thus, the Crows of Fate Psychic Services were born inside of Pagan Fire. Nice. Very, Very cool. cool. 
Hey, tell us uh, what uh, what sort of stuff does Pagan Fire have? Because I'm going to go down there like tomorrow, and I'm going to invade. Maybe bring a pup tent. I'm going to forward my mail. Uh, tell us uh, what's all in Pagan Fire. <laughs> well, what's at Pagan Fire right now is a little bit of incense, a few candles. We do have herbs and spell jars, Gehenna Magic, which mm-hmm. uh, is done by Cheryl Damien's wife. She does pre-made spell jars for good luck. Uh, home blessing jars, offering jars, love, uh, self-love herb mixes and money potions and stuff. Well, not potions, but herbs for that you can use for money spells and stuff. It's cool. I'm gonna set up a dump truck for full of uh, uh, self-love spells. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, Catherine. Um, now, how long have you been uh, a working psychic? How long, how long have you had this gift? And sub-question A, when did this all start for you? Or when did you realize that you had this gift? When I realized I had this gift was a long time ago when I actually started utilizing it was last year. Because in the South, if you see something, no, you didn't kind of thing. <laughs> Spiritually and politically. Yeah. It's the same thing all across the board. <laughs> if you yeah. saw something, no, you didn't. Uh, my very, well, there was like a lot of different psychic existences growing up, especially when you go to a church and there's all that negative nonsense. But one of the ones that I actually like talking about, even though it's a typical story, almost everybody has is on Trans Mountain Road, where there used to be a bunch of off-roads heading to the mines in Franklin Mountains, because there used to be a lot of gold mines is there is still one ghostly miner that will cause car accidents every now and then. Oh my. And one night, my mom and I did see him leaving from my grandma's house to go to our house. Wow. Because the pass was the shortest way. Sure. Well, and she decided to drive around midnight. And it was kind of weird because I thought it was a homeless dude that was just wandering. And my mom didn't stop. And she and I was like, Mom, why not? I was like, because he was wearing mining clothes. I'm like, well, what does that have to do with things? She's like, the mine's been closed since the 1950s, honey. Oh, <laughs> oh party foul. Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, my. She yeah. also said we weren't supposed to talk to any about it, but she's been dead since 2007. So I think we're okay there. It's probably <laughs> safe. Yes. It's yeah. probably safe. The grace period is over. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it, at a young age, uh, when you first realized that you had this gift, uh how did you handle it like a smart ass yeah (laughs) Yeah. well you guys have seen the tv show psych right with sean spencer doing the and pretending right 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 but that he's psychic right his responses to people were kind of like how i would respond to people because sometimes people would be talking and i'd get this aha this is what they're actually talking about right and i'd say it and they'd be upset with me going well you can't really say that like but that's what makes sense that's what I understand. Right, right. So I eventually started becoming a smartest when it came to intuitive things like that. Okay. Fair enough. I, I so when it came to seeing spirits, I never really talked to anybody about it because a few people that I did talk to, they told me I was either insane or I shouldn't really be talking about it because of the state of my soul. Nice. Interesting. I, I, I should have introduced her as Catherine Face, smart ass psychic. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you ever met my crows, you would definitely have known that already, because my crows are sassy as fuck. Yeah? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so tell us about your crows. What is that? Explain that. 
<clears throat> well, I say my crows because I have only one tarot deck that I currently use, and it is nothing but crows. Oh, really? Cool. How beautiful that artwork is. Wow. It's an That's entire murder of nothing but crows. And nice. so far, most of the readings have been accurate. Not everybody has liked the readings that they've gotten, but they've all had to say that the that they understood where the answer was coming from, but just didn't want to hear it. Okay. There's maybe two people that's ever told me that they didn't get the answer that they were looking for, but they were looking for a yes or no answer. And I don't do that with tarot cards. I have Oracle cards for the yes or no's. Gotcha. Because yes or no answers, well, can't seem simple, but have complicated leanings, you know? Yes, I do. I do understand that. Absolutely. Wow. So can you can you tell us what is the first like psychic experience that really stood out in your mind that made you go I know I'm different than ever other people? Can you think about that? And tell Before my grandma you? died. Okay. And how old were and you? And after my grandma died. Okay. Well, because I kept having dreams of my grandma uh, being sucked into a tornado and taken away. Allah was your advice, you know? But she was in the hospital at the time, so of course that wasn't going to happen. Right, that didn't make well, sense. She dies like five days before Christmas, and for like two months afterwards, every time I go to her house, I see her in the backyard, angry, standing by the light that's out there, just yelling at everybody because nobody's doing what she wanted, which makes sense because she had a will, and none of us were following it because it was stupid interesting okay okay well her entire idea was to get everybody together for her funeral and everybody had to say nice things about her for her funeral oh that was okay. really hard to do because none of us liked each other or her oh, oh, oh whoops okay the only person who could find nice things to say was my mom i'm sorry which awkward at least nobody got to find nice things to say about Oh, well, I can I can imagine the uh, family reunions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so take us through a day, right? The, the the okay, I'm gonna say normal day of a working psychic. I mean, uh, how do you approach it? Oh, we lost your sound. Oh. We lost your sound, honey. Okay. Here. I okay. Am. Do over. <laughs> I approach it one day at a time because honestly, it's been an interesting ride actually being able to talk to people about stuff because I've been able to talk to Freddie about what my crows have said when it came to point out readings to have them come true and him actually seeking advice sometimes when it comes to dealing with things. The only frustrating thing is when they tell me something's going to happen and I'm not sure when because my crows tell me an investor is coming soon, okay. but not when, but they've been telling me soon since the beginning of the year. So is it like <laughs> yeah right What's the no I, I get that i get that sometimes it's hard to get cooperating entities or spirits to give you numbers that are tangible in the physical world because time is translucent for them right know? and sometimes spirit doesn't understand the necessity to transfer money right because they do understand transfer a trade right but america doesn't operate on trade which is unfortunate yeah. I personally do for my business, but I'm allowed to because I can right. still pay for my business license at the end of the day. Right. And it's all the government really cares about. But when right. you need to put product on the shelf and all of that stuff. And it's different. People, yeah. 
So tell us a tell us a, a good psychic story. I, I would like to hear something, please. Uh, I think the best one would have been the one that happened at the Gubs conference. Okay. Mostly. <clears throat> because it was like the last day there. And I've had a whole bunch of people come in and get readings and like readings and stuff. But the last I was there, this dad and this son were my first two readings of the day. And they were both super skeptical. But I pulled the crows for them and got the answers and the answers came as they do, like either in bits and pieces of advice or weird little TV snippets. Right. And both of them were very surprised and like, wow, that actually does, does connect with what it is I'm thinking about. Thank you so much for that advice. I can't believe I didn't, I can't believe that you're actually accurate. And it's like, all right. I was a little bit offended, but it's still a positive because at least that's like right. somebody believing in what I can actually do. I also right. got a very good tip. Nice. Hey, have you ever been had any readings that have been just, uh, well, okay, scary? One, something that you've seen that kind of put you back on your heels a little bit? See, that, that would be kind of a different spectrum for me than you, because for you, I've had three different ones that would, could be considered that because they were really toxic relationships. And for me, that's just another toxic relationship I have to use, view. Like, gotcha. there hasn't been anybody that's been so bad that the crows are like, this is a bad person, get them away. But there have been a few readings that the person that I was doing the reading for themselves were very toxic and not listening to what the crows are saying. Ah, okay. <laughs> There's been three like that. One was with an RN, another was with these uh, couple that does uh, graveyard shifts, so they come in at night after hours with appointments. Mm -hmm. And uh, another one was with uh, Karen at the ghost conference. Yeah? Yeah. So I don't know what her name is, I'm just calling her Karen because she had the haircut and she was very absolutely certain that I wasn't paying attention to what the answer should be. Oh! Because the answer that I was giving her was that she had to rethink the situation. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So she, so she wasn't really accepting. I mean, do you get a lot of that people like, oh, no, no, no. Because, you know, sometimes they just want you to tell them what they want to hear, right? They have this sort of. Oh, yeah. We all want that. We yeah. All want that. So Most people do, but the ones who are the worst about it are the ones who look like they have money. Oh. Because they're absolutely. Because. I don't know what it is about the mindset or maybe it's the how society raised the people with money, but they all believe that their viewpoint of the world is right and that they yeah. should only be told the things that they understand is right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay. Uh, per, per example of the reading you did at the ghost conference, okay, without giving names or anything like that, uh, what was it about? I mean, what, 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 what was said? <clears throat> Well, I didn't, I personally don't get the question from the people that I'm doing the reading for, but what was going on in the spread that I did was that she needed to look at what she currently had and look at where it was that she wanted to go and then rethink everything because it was only a few cards that came out mm -hmm. and she was struggling. And from what I understood from the message I was getting, she was struggling with identifying with where it was that she actually needed to go not with where she wanted to go. It's like, you need to rethink everything of where you're at. And she didn't want to rethink it. She wanted to be told. And you can't, 
she wanted to just have you justify what she wanted yeah and i i can't do that even if i was a therapist a licensed therapist i couldn't do that you know right right exactly yeah well yeah, yeah I mean, you get what you get right and, and right. so, I mean, it just can't be like tailoring to what, you know, you will meet a tall, dark stranger, you know, right. it, it has to be what the cards read, what vibe you're getting or, or, or and that's the next question. Next, good segue. So, um, how do you, I mean, you do the crows, which I mm-hmm. dig by the way, that's awesome. Uh, do you get like, and you mentioned like video snippets, uh, how do you, how do you get this reading? Cause I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. Well, I'll show you as an example. Okay. All right. Like, let's say you come in for a reading and I Hi, do, my first I'm I hand you the deck, you think of your question and while thinking of your question, okay. you shuffle the deck, handle it split it whatever and then depending upon which reading you're paying for i will put a card and then let's say that the nine of pentacles first comes up that talks about prosperity with friends and moving forward with being able to gather all the buttons that you need and the will of fortune with change and what be the next one and then of course the nine of cups and then i'll bring out like the three of swords or and then look the lovers and as just like my almost basic reading of five cards with the cross of truth what that gives me and tells me with that pattern is that with where you're at with a whole bunch of fortune and abundance coming you're going to have a lot of changes coming through that you're going to have a lot of uh abundance that you're going to sit on as well that's going to bring you a bunch of okay. a lot of changes and stuff and yeah. a lot of things that you'll be able to do for other people but you have to deal with the fact that you've had your heart broken before when you go into your next partnership because, and depending upon what it feels like is sometimes these feel platonic and sometimes they feel like actual relationships, depending. And with everything the way that it is now and the fact that I don't really feel anything but I'm not really doing an actual reading, I would definitely think this was platonic and business related, you know? But that was also just, the basics of how I do things. And sometimes I'll get snippets from movies or like little memes because I remember one reading I did where at the end of the reading, the thing that popped in my head when I pulled out the three of wands was we're going on a ship on a magic rocket ship because the three of wands means a new journey and a new horizon. And that kept playing in my head or the Disney movie will pop in. I do remember one reading where somebody was worried about moving forward. And the thing that popped in my head as the advice was RuPaul. it's just it's just a bunch of it's interesting maybe maybe i can interject here jason so what i learned from from my experience as a psychic is that spirit is incredibly gracious to the psychic to give us symbols and ideology and images or movies pictures like kat was just saying that we understand so that we relate instantly with either an image or a song or something that we've heard that we go, oh, whatever our, our very first thought, whatever the first image that resonates with you, that's the message. That's what's mm-hmm. being relayed. And so when she says she sees a movie, yeah. I do the same thing. It's like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. That means hot water heater, or that's what I, makes me think of watermelon and 
summer and eating outside or whatever it is, there's an ideology with it that mm -hmm. helps you connect. The cards are basically like uh, a funnel of information that helps you yeah. to narrow down what the spirit is trying to get to the other person. And so you're you're kind of like you're intuitive in that you're grabbing all this information from the outside universe coming in through a funnel of spirit to give to this other person so they can understand it. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. You, you know, if you guys do a reading for me, then the thing movie or uh, image is going to pop in your head as Elmo. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But that okay. also depends on spirit too. Sometimes right. it could just be an animal or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pretty cool. I had, I have weird moments when it comes to trying to figure out which Claire I am because I also study uh, Matt Aron's book. Ooh. Oh, I haven't seen that. What's that? Uh, the Mastery Magic for Psychic Witches. I've also oh. read his first one, okay. The Psychic Witch. And he talks about a little different types of Claire's that you could possibly be. And I've right, had experience right. with a lot of them. Right. From the synthesia to the audio to the smells i, I can't taste. remember the name of them but yes i know what you're talking about yeah like there's so many different types of clairs it's like yeah if you have like this random thing from your childhood and it's like yeah that happens a lot yeah. i was walking through the shop the other day and had one of those uh, senses that i smelt my grandmother's thrift shop oh, which hadn't me. been open since like 95. <laughs> wow wow it also doesn't help that the clothing people probably get clothes from the same area they're just not as well made right that's entirely likely. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, they say the sense of smell is one of the strongest triggers for memory. So uh, I'm yeah. surprised that, that you went there. That makes sense. Right. Grandmother's baking bread. What how we something that brings you back to right. childhood. What whatever. That is interesting. Okay. You pulled the book out and that okay, that set off my antennas. Boo! You know. Okay. Uh are are you a witch? I mean, do you uh, is it Wiccan or is I do identify as a witch. I identify religiously as a pagan because okay. uh, I'm polythesiastic. I believe in all the gods. Okay. I just will only listen to the ones who don't have stupid shit to say, <laughs> which is on a spectrum because some people, because that, that's like trying to figure out the politician you like, you know? That was so well said. I love that. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay. That was perfect. Uh. Good Man. job, Pat. That was awesome. Cool. Was so awesome. what is all that uh, involved? I mean, I, I've always been intrigued by uh, the idea of magic and uh, hermetic sciences, right? Hence the name Midnight Alchemy. Uh, right. Explain to me a little bit about that, because I literally don't know much about it, and it really... Uh, I really want to know about it. I'm sure a lot of the viewers do too. Because I mean, either you may not know much, or maybe you've read a little bit about something or word of mouth. Well, however, what I do know is that everybody practices magic differently, and the way I do it is definitely more chaotic and eclectic than most. Because I don't use herbs unless I'm specifically doing a spell. Because most of my spell work is psychic visualizations with a candle. Okay, like. I'll take a candle, I'll light it, I'll put on meditation music, and I'll focus and stare at that, trying to figure out what my problems are. Okay. And that's when I get, like, that puzzle board that some people talk about being in their heads so that they can figure shit out. Okay. Gotcha. We do that with 
the candle magic. But when it comes to doing things specifically, I kind of follow the old school route. Like when it comes to making money spells, I do pull the ingredients together and create the spell bowl or the money pouch and do it that way as most witches do. But I don't burn herbs during my rituals. My rituals are more psychic focused. Uh, interesting. That that's really cool. Now uh, you talked about uh, being a pagan, and that ooh, that excites me too. So uh, what's I mean? There's like Norse Norse uh, gods. There's the classical Greek. Uh, explain and even you know the Romans, but uh. well, see, and that's what makes me kind of eclectic is because all the gods that I deal into don't come from one pantheon because I follow Hecate, Dionysus, Loki, and. I've been starting to listen to Lilith a little bit because she has some points, but she's kind Ooh. of a mean girl, so I don't always listen to her either. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, take me through a little bit about Lilith, because, you know, you, you have the background in uh, Judaism of it, the, the deep Kabbalah stuff that I don't Yeah. Know like, I will admit a lot of my issue with Lilith at first did come from Christian upbringing and being told that she was the bad person, but then finding out that she was demonized as Abraham's first wife made a little bit right. better. Right. And currently the whole listening to her stuff is that she is a goddess who follow who takes care of lost children and is a patron for mothers who have given up their kids for adoption, which I am a mom who has done that. And I've also had my essay problems, which she's also helpful with. Actually, all the gods I listen to uh, have had essay are, are supposed to be helpful with sexual assault and trauma. Nice. Loki especially. That's amazing. Yeah. What what are some of the other names of the other gods that uh, that have they introduced to you as you know a name or is it I, I I don't know. Well, like the gods that I do follow, the names that I do know is because everybody knows those names like Hecate and Dionysus. They're uh, from the Grecian area. Loki is of course Norse, yeah. though I think he might actually have some Pictish origins that are hard to find because the Picts didn't really write anything down anyway. Right. And then, of course, Lilith with the whole Judaic stuff. There's also slight differences with uh, Lilith uh, being Lily of the Valley and Mother of Witches in the Mesopotamian era. Right. That also gets kind of confused because of Christianity and Judaism and the whole Abrianic right. slaughter fest that happened thousands of years ago. Right. <laughs> Abrahamic. Welcome to the Abrahamic slaughter fest. Well, it might as well be that at this point. Yes, yes. Very true. That is awesome. I'm going to remember that for like days on end now. Abrahamic Slaughterfest. People going to look at me like, what? Yeah, that's, that's well, really... When I was first learning about uh, Christianity and the whole Knights Templar thing, that's kind of how it came into my head. Like there was a coliseum of religion and Christianity is the one that won. Right. That's a very true, yeah. Well, and there there is the thought that history is known by its victors. victors. So a lot yeah. of times what we do know about our history is very filtered through whoever took the prize. Right. And, and the only one who was decent about it was Alexander the Great, who had that great library that the Christians destroyed because it did not agree with their teachings. Right, right. yeah. As much oh, as I Alexander the Great was a conqueror, he at least kept knowledge. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, I love the historical stuff. Now you got me going here. Uh, because remember back uh, when you're talking about Abrahamic and things even pre that, I mean, there was there was nothing 
called Judaism, right? right? This, this is pre, uh, you know, pre-Moses. Right. Uh, you know, uh, so people forget that, though, because they always try to put into their connotations for their belief system, right? And so when you tell them that this is all pre, you know, pre-Abrahamic, th- there was no, you know, there was no label to it. They kind of get their mind blown, you know, because they can't, they want to put it in their own uh, paradigm. Uh, So what do you tell those people, uh, like, uh, if you talk to people about uh, paganism and the gods, how do you explain it to them? Because uh, when you talk about, like, the gods from the uh, the Picts, uh, which, if my memory serves me right, is uh, uh, pre-England, pre-British, pre-Roman mm-hmm. rule, pre, you know, just... When they were mostly still tribal? Yeah. yeah. Very cool, yeah. Well, yeah, and the only reason why I think that Loki might have been a Pict originally is because even in Norse uh, mythology, there he's talked about being a blue giant, and the Picts are notably blue in battle. Yeah, right. right. You know? yeah. and, they, I, and they have been known to be taller than most people, so that's the only reason why I've ever thought that, but I have a hard time talking to people who currently study the Pictish religions because there's yeah. not much talked about their gods. And they're like, well, there's no god of chaos or uh, mischief. It's like, but that doesn't mean that Loki is the god of mischief in the Picts. He's just a god of mischief among the Norse. Right. And the only reason why he's considered a god of mischief is because he had an idea and he fucked it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, this you got to also remember as the Vikings went south into what is today England, right? You mm-hmm. had these beliefs in the pick. So it's, to me, it's entirely not, on, not only possible, but probable. Especially that, since uh, Loki it, it, is Odin's brother by adoption in battle. Yeah. Right. Which so, probably means that they faced each other in battle. They couldn't beat each other. So this like, all right, you're my brother now, which is a total Viking thing to do. Right. Yeah. Like I can't kill you. So now we're brothers. Right, and, and, and the uh, adoption part too. I mean, how how what do you uh, dissemble that from how uh, myths and legends or what have you form? Because if it did came from the pics, that makes absolute sense that it would be an adopted sort of thing as it blends into Norse mythology. Right. Here I am rambling on. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, that I'm always intrigued by that. Uh, in because uh, I, I really don't know much about paganism. I mean, I do know somewhat from you know learning in history about uh, as they contact with civilization, but not a ma- not much about what it is. The sad truth about paganism is we've lost more information than we actually know because there's a lot of lost religions and lost deities out there that we're discovering hieroglyphs for that we can't actually name those deities because their information was destroyed yeah. a long time ago and they, there's not even a follower and you could probably piece together who they could have been or what they could possibly stand for by other texts, but that still doesn't say much. Yeah. Could, could that help you? I mean, uh, with the different gods, could, could that help you in, uh, I'm going way out in left field again, so reel me in, Holly. Uh, okay. uh, help you with your psychic readings. Because we're talking about, immor- you know, immortal beings. And so they, they, they know crap, 
you know? <laughs> well, I think that's why my crows are so sassy because a lot of the deities I follow have crows as their yeah. uh, animal, like Hecate and Loki. And I think Lilith as well. I'm not entirely sure about Dionysus, but he's known to have all of the greedy animals. So that makes sense too. Yeah. yeah. It's funny too, because when you talk about like uh, different sort of uh, mythologies and belief systems, I mean, the native Americans, mm-hmm. you know, had that uh, spirits in the water, in nature, what have you. And so it, it's funny that you can look at, and I don't mean funny as in ha ha, but funny that you can look at different world uh, civilizations, right? And unconnected. And, and they still have that sort of core, same right. uh, approach to it. And that that's always kind of like blown my mind, dude. And it's that that actually made me believe that a lot of the gods were the same because yeah. there are a lot of Native American spirits that have a lot of similarities to Norse pantheon gods. Right. You know? And right. it's not like it's the universal knowledge, like how some Greek deities are the same as same some Mayan deities. It's like, all right, what if they're the same? Because the gods are in a different plane than us. We don't know how they travel. Right. Yeah. Okay, so Cad, let me let me reel Jason around the circle here and let me go back to something really quick. So for somebody that's listening that has never been a pagan or has thought that maybe their religion is quite what they wanted it to be or what they need it to be, but they feel called to um, some sort of either worship or some kind of draw to faith, but they're not sure what it is, tell them how you connected with your pagan faith and how that has worked for you. What did you Honestly, Because you shifted gears. You shifted gears pretty hard. That was a pretty big change for well, you. Well, part of it helped that I had a therapist to let me know that I wasn't going insane and having DID moments. And it also happened to be like arguing with the intrusive thoughts in my head because okay. like I've had moments, like one argument that I attribute to having with Akate was I have given my twins up for adoption. So I need to write out a story that explains why for the people who don't understand. I'm having issues with this as it is a personal story and I kind of don't want shit to be out there. Right. And then thinking of the whole thing, like you just let me on fire and throw me through a crowd like a bag of shit and right. <laughs> and the intrusive thought that I had that I attribute to Hecate was, oh, you mean like Katniss Everdeen being set on fire and going through the crowd? Ah, right, right. Uh, all right, fine then. I could do this like Katniss Everdeen. It's just two right. different types of fire, but whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Holly? But it's kind yes. of intrusive thoughts like that. Okay, okay. Um, with, with this episode, right, uh, yes. I, I want you to make a choice. Okay. Uh, we're either gonna have to do a bunch of like cannon shots for the for yes. the word, yeah. or do we just or do we just leave it uh, explicit language? Get edgy on this episode. We could be edgy and just leave a warning at the front that we are going live. <laughs> there we go. There a we go. Warning on there it says <laughs> warning. There's going to be a lot of shit. In this so, episode. So the very first episode, Kat, when he was actually interviewing me after a story I shared from when I was very young and starting into my journey into the psychic world, um, I dropped a couple of bombs in the process. And so he had some some cannon blast that was going off. <laughs> but we discussed that in the course of normal conversation, explicits are part of life and we're just going to go with it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. 
So if you're six years old out there and you happen to listen to this, don't go to your mom and go, Mommy, what shit? <laughs> Just public service public service announcement number one. And there, you know yeah. at the end of the episode, Holly, there will be a public service announcement number yes. two. Uh, that's I right. try not to cuss that much, but I was raised in the South by a former military father and I was a trucker. So it, it, that'll do it. That'll, that'll do, do it. it. Yep. Okay. So, uh, let's Let's dovetail back in uh, back into the psychic uh, okay. work. Now, um, when you first become a psychic, I mean, you learn that these things uh, come into you, right? Uh, and we learn now about how and what type it is. Okay, so uh, let's take it one step further. And uh, when you are, some people that have. Uh, psychic readings or, or so forth uh are you able to translate that over to them uh and we talked a little bit about this before but uh into something that uh even a uh okay even a uh, a shithead can understand i like to think i do but that's mostly because of how the information comes out, like with little pop culture references and stuff, because everybody understands pop culture references. Right. I wish uh, either one of you have had a reading for me because then you would understand the discourse that comes back and forth because it is talking about each card and how things come out and how I feel that card is related to the reading specifically with that person. And that's usually when the information comes in with a bit of either pop culture reference, movie reference, a book I've read or something. Because I have consumed a lot of different media over the years. Right. Trying to ignore everything. (laughs) Right, right. No, I get it. I get it. So how did you fine tune your psychic gifts? Did you go to classes? Did you read up on it? How did you get started? Um, I've had random readings and books throughout the years. The fine tuning of what to listen to and what not listen to just came with practice every day because I couldn't quite shut everything off plus yeah my mom had my mom had taught me a way to like just pretend it didn't exist because there was a certain way the world had to exist except that world was very bland and very two-dimensional okay okay so it gave me room to explore everything else psychically especially when you're a child who has to sit there and sit quietly matt actually talks about it in his book sometimes that when you just have to sit there and sit quietly you can still just play with the energy around you. Interesting. That's clever. And I learned to do that a lot. I just learned not to talk about it. Right. I found my first deck in 2015. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, there was a shop near this church I was going to, and the deck had a cross on the back of it and it amused me, so I picked it up. Yeah. And... I hadn't actually given anybody else readings with that deck, but I brought it with me to Oregon. Lost the kings in that deck. Have no idea where they went. Interesting. I was, uh, it was suggested to me that I can ask spirit where the kings went and where they went would probably tell me whatever lesson it was I needed to learn, but I am stubborn and I don't want to care. (laughs) But I was able to find my crows. And the ironic thing about my crows is I had a choice between them and the supernatural deck, uh, at the time because that was all I could afford and it's like no I'm going to take my reading seriously 
So I picked up the crows and I've been having really decent, accurate readings with them and been able to read for other people. Nice. Very Fairly good. well. So it's, when somebody when somebody wants to get a reading from you, how would they go about doing that? How would they work that out? How would they get a hold of you? Well, they would call the number, which is definitely on the website. And I know you guys have. I need to find the business. We'll make sure yeah. post it. Okay, we'll make sure and post it. Yeah. yeah, but they can call the phone number to make an appointment. Okay. Uh, or they can show up to the shop and ask me if I have walk-ins available because sometimes I do have walk-ins available. Nice. And we can discuss what kind of draw they want. If they want an easy draw of five car of less than ten cards, okay. And we can negotiate those prices. Or if they want an in-depth, then I will offer them the cross of truth, or not the cross, the Celtic cross, the full okay. spread. And I will take them to my tarot reading space, uh, explain to them that they just have to think of the question while shuffling and uh, and splitting the cards. And when they feel done with the deck, they hand it back to me and I'll pull the cards from there. And then we will start the discussion off. Sometimes it lasts 30 minutes. Rarely it goes an hour, but when it goes an hour, they really, really want to talk about what's going on. And I, I always end up pulling an anchor after that because that usually means that we ended it with a bad card, like the devil or the tower. It's like, all right, so how do we resolve that? Because right. while it is an ending, it's just also, it, it's not the end. It's just how your current situation is gonna end up. And there's right. a way around that. And that's where right. you go to the anchor. Gotcha. That's I did read a lot of things and suggestions in books that says that you can pull the anchor for yourself that you don't have to tell the person about, but it will help you discuss what's going on. It's like, then why pull the anchor at all? Right. But that's everybody's different thing. I was told by Anya Sullivan, who does tarot reading herself, and she works out of If the Broom Fits, that you tell your customer whatever you want to tell them. And if you decide to hold some cards back from them, then you're holding stuff back from your customer, and that's on you. Gotcha. gotcha. Interesting. Hey, uh, as, Everybody as has their own personal view. Yeah. Oh, of course. Holly, go ahead. I was going to say, so do you ever do readings on the phone or did you do any readings with COVID on Zoom or anything like that? No, I started doing readings last year when COVID uh, ended. I hadn't read for anybody during COVID because I didn't even want to. The only person I've ever done readings for the phone over was my friend, is my friend Jasmine, who lives in Odessa, Texas, but we went to high school together. Gotcha. I haven't met anybody I felt like I wanted to do a phone reading for because that's a lot of energy to go across distance. Yeah, sure. Hey, um, when you were lear uh, learning about your psychic gifts, did you have any like mentors, people that helped guide you? Officially, no. That, 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 it was one of those where I had to let my intuition lead me to the books that helped me the most because I was in Texas and trying and trying to find the right person to talk to was really hard <laughs> because sometimes my intuition would tell me that this person would have the information I want, but then that person would be, well, I can't give you that information because the state of your soul and what would your parents think kind of thing. Yeah. So it oh, had wow. to be, uh, you know, kind of like how they teach you to pray in church. Like, okay, what is it that I could use that could actually help me? And then yeah, Got it. grab the book that my finger stuck to. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> what, uh, that that uh, that brings me to my next question. Uh, what sort of uh, what sort of books did guide you? I mean, that you... uh, 
mostly fiction books. Uh, Mercedes Lackey, uh, her entire Valdemar series helped. Marion Smear Bradley, her series actually helped a lot, especially when it came to the psychic focusing and visualization thing. Interesting. But that's probably, but that's because she used actual things that came from books in the 80s. Ah. Okay. And if anybody right now talks badly about Marion Zamir Bradley, it's because of the child molestation charges and stuff, which has nothing to do with the information that okay. she has. Because she has good information. She's just not that great of a person. Interesting. Right, it's right. one of those things. Gotcha. Um, I like asking this question because uh, there's a there's a bunch of different takes on it, and that is, um, if you're somebody and, and you realize that you have this sort of gift, right? Uh, what what advice would you tell them? Well, the first off is that if you feel insane, it's fine because the world is insane. <laughs> yeah. And there is no such thing as coincidence. So if there's too many patterns coming along that has coincidences, you probably should start looking into figuring out how to center and ground yourself because that's step one in learning how to shield yourself and to block the things that you don't want. Because there, there's this thing that I like to call a cosmic shield where you could just shield yourself from everything, but that's literally everything, all information, all input. You can't even receive minor information from the person sitting next to you mm. and as a psychic while that sensory deprivation is great it's also very isolating yeah that's fair. Okay. so if you learn to ground and center then you could figure out which information is good and which is bad and you don't have to do the cosmic show gotcha okay let, let's transfer that question uh from uh to uh paganism how does someone find out about that well, honestly, pagan, for the little definition of about paganism is if you decide to step away from Christianity, you thus then become pagan because yeah. you decide to follow a path that's not with what's the general rule. Sure. And Christianity, Judaism, and uh, well, the three, the yeah. top Abrahamic religions are yeah. not considered paganism because they're the top religions. Right. Which is a little annoying, but that's how it is. <laughs> Okay. I'm an eclectic pagan because I have an eclectic beliefs system. And I follow a very personal moral code as in if it doesn't bother me and it doesn't bother you, then I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which is the simplest way to put it, but then it gets kind of complicated because everybody else is like, but you have to have specific rules for certain things. Yes, I have my boundaries. And if my boundaries are stated and then violated, then you're the asshole. But if my boundaries are not stated, but still violated, then that's forgiven okay. once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's that whole thing. Because you can't declare war against somebody who didn't know where your borders were. Right. Now, if you figure tell them where it is and they still want to be dicks anyway, then war can be declared. Otherwise, negotiations. Yeah. Um. Where, because uh, I mean, obviously, if somebody wants more information and they want to uh, learn more about paganism, uh, obviously they would want to find other like-minded uh, people. How how do they do that in in a world uh, that just has the three Abrahamic you know religions? How do they do that? Well, there's this wonderful thing called Other Worlds of Wonder, 
Uh, Freddie, what's the website? It's www.owow.org. Freddie! Did he Freddie. Leave? The other worlds of wonder, is it the uh, owow.org? Yeah. Yeah. So if they go to www.owow.org, they could email people there because there's a whole bunch of different yeah. uh, houses and everybody has a different religious preference when it comes to those houses. Yeah and their own UPG when it comes to the Wiccanism and pagan practice. We're actually having a, they're holding a midsummer event where kids are included and they're actually looking for volunteers for that event. And it's a great way to get connected with the pagan community. Nice. Other worlds of wonder, owow.org. Yeah, I want to learn more about that. So I'm going to go to that website. Can you please give the URL again? www.owow.org, O-W-O. W. Other worlds of wonder. You know, that may be the coolest URL ever. I know. That is right. I love that. <laughs> uh, I know we, we kind of have a uh, pedestrian sort of URL, you know, the winnowalkinshow.com. Uh, and it doesn't have that, it doesn't have that oh wow factor to it. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't sizzle. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Catherine, it has been an awesome interview with you i i, I love uh i love the the language too because you know i usually we have to conform you know and everything like that it is so cool to let loose and just right all right um hey it's holly nice being able to talk yes. about my gifts for once well yeah that's awesome yeah, that is very cool holly um before we go Yes. Do you have any questions? Because I realize I, I just I just realized that I have been monopolizing a lot of the questions, and maybe I should just shut the hell up. <laughs> Actually, I think you did a good job, Jason. Because I think one of the most important things we want to do with, especially with Gab, is help people to find her so they can right. work with her and her gifts. Right. And and it's always good, Kat, that we got a chance to hear about how you got started and what your decisions were to move forward in your life. Because that's the whole purpose of our podcast. Right. We want people, one, to have a safe place to talk about whatever it is in the paranormal universe, whatever that looks like for you, whatever happens with you. We want a safe place for people to talk because we right. need... We need I'd also like to introduce more people to my crows because look how pretty yes. they are awesome. Exactly. Do you have so, names to these crows? Specific, no. The each crow the crows are only named by their specific card as they already are. Oh. I don't name them specifically myself, besides them being a murder, because there's more than a hundred of them. Gotcha. Nice. Because I, I, I was looking forward to names like Harvey and Waldo. You know, maybe throwing an Oliver. Why not? There is way too many crows to name that way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, once again, it's been an awesome interview. I I love it. Just kind of winging it and having some fun here. Uh, we're definitely going to have to get you on uh, again sometime. And I oh, am going to. to. I'm going to visit Pagan Fire, man. I'm I'm going in there. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a day of it. Maybe a picnic or something. You know. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, so this is yeah. This has been great. Um, any final last words, Holly? So, 
We want to thank you again, Kat, and thank you to Freddie, even though he didn't get to pop in, but we got to hear a little bit about the store, which was awesome. And for anyone that's interested in the store, um, we encourage you to look on Facebook or to look online and to find them and contact them. They do have an online store and they do have a physical brick and mortar store that we'd love for you to go see. And for anyone that might be an angel investor, Here's a store that's definitely fledgling that made it through COVID that needs to continue because they provide a service to the community that is few and far between. There's not a lot of stores that do what they do. And we need our stores of the paranormal and unusual as much as everything else. I so, know it is so underserved. Yes, it uh, is. It's a very I, underserved I, part of the community. Right. I want to open up uh, a, a shop that uh, use it the same name as in Ghostbusters, you know, What's that? Uh, what what was that name? You know, we're uh, uh, accurate in I think the second movie. He's at, working in this uh, store. I have to think I, about that. I should know that. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and watch it just so okay. okay. And then I'm gonna open up a store with that name. On okay. It. Yes. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Where's the uh, cult shop? Was in a Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie too. What I can't wait. I can't wait. December twentieth. Yeah. Oh, December twentieth. Here I was off. Yes, that's months. the that's the newest the newest uh, part of the group of movies that are the nice. I love so much. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you corrected me too because I said something like October, and if someone yeah. actually listened or watched it and they uh, stood in line for an extra two months, dude, what the fuck, man. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's close this out. Uh, also, quick reminder, Pagan Fire, the the fire part is F-Y-R-E. So that yes. way you don't yes, go yes. to some Pagan Fire I-R-E. They don't right. want, they don't get your business, man. <laughs> so, yeah, get in there today, do some shopping. It's fantastic. All right, Holly, for, uh, for, the magnificent Holly Jordan. I am Jason Allen, and this has been Midnight Alchemy. We will get back to you very, very soon. You didn't say the lions. You didn't do it. Public service announcement. Go oh, ahead. Hang on to your butts. That's right. <laughs> Public service announcement number two is if you're going to hang on to your butt, please use both cheeks. <laughs> All right, guys and gals, this has been the Night Alchemy, and we will see you again a very, a very soon. A Reverdair show. Bye.